Good evening. Tonight we're going to be in the book of Amos, so if you would turn with me to Amos chapter number 5. Amos chapter number 5. We're going to look at the message that Amos had for the children of Israel. God had called Amos to prophesy to these people who really had gone astray from the Lord, who once had followed after God and had drifted astray. And he gives them God's word, and God's word today is still relevant to us. So let's start by reading one verse, and then we'll look at the verses surrounding that as we get into the message. Amos chapter 5 and verse 4. For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, Seek ye me, and ye shall live. That tonight is going to be the, the theme of our message, and that is, Seek ye me, and ye shall live. This is a message that God gave to His people out of His grace and mercy because they had left God. And God gave them an answer. God gave them a solution. And the answer was to seek Him. So as we get into this message, hopefully it will encourage your hearts as believers and maybe some of you out there who, who don't really have not placed your faith in Jesus as your Savior. God is the answer to all of our problems in life. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for how good you are. God, we know that you are in control of everything. God, we know that nothing surprises you. And we come to you today asking for your help, asking for your your spirit, Lord, to speak to us as we open your word, God. Help us to treat these as as your words and, and to treat them seriously in our lives. God, help us to be obedient and not just to follow our own hearts and our own desires, but Lord, to seek after you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Just to give you a little bit of a background on this, Jeroboam was king during this time when Amos was bringing this prophecy, and they had actually reclaimed the land from the the Syrians, and and they had expanded their kingdom. And and it was a time where those who were in authority were were flourishing, and, and the economy was doing well. But spiritually, things were not going well with these people. They had a lot of issues, a lot of, a lot of sins that they were committing, and, and they weren't turning to God. They had actually turned from God and turned to false idols and false gods. And they felt as if everything was going okay, obviously, as we'll see in this, this passage. But God had a different take on it, and they weren't okay. They had spiritual problems that they were not addressing. And it can, it's easy sometimes when, we, when we're good financially and when things are going well in, in our lives with our health and in, in our family to forget about God and to forget about our spiritual lives and to begin to neglect things. That happens to really to any of us. But God, He, he wanted to call His people back and draw their attention to Him. And I want to encourage you today to to really seek after God in your life. Look in verse number 1. Amos said, Hear ye this word which I take up against you, even a lamentation, O house of Israel. That word, when he says, Hear ye this word, that, that's like telling them not just to, to hear the words, but to actually obey them, to, to pay attention to them. That word here means to listen, to obey, to hear with attention or interest. I think uh, we could all say we're guilty sometimes of 
hearing things, hearing sound, but not really paying attention. Maybe you're like me and your wife is speaking to you and having a conversation and you're involved in something else, maybe reading something or, or watching a, a game on TV or whatever it is, and, and your mind is, is somewhere else. And she asks you, did you hear what I said? And, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And then she asks you, well, what did I say? And you have no idea. That's, that's not really giving your attention to that person. And when Amos was talking to these people, when he said, hear this, he said, I want you to pay attention. I want you to listen to the words that I'm saying. And there's a reason why he wanted them to listen. And that's because these were not just the words of Amos. These were the words that God had for these people. God had prepared a message for these people. And he wanted them to hear this. Let's look at their response. Go to chapter 7 of Amos. Just turn over a couple pages. Chapter 7. Verse number 10. Then Amaziah the priest of Bethel sent to Jeroboam king of Israel, saying, Amos hath conspired against thee in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. This is how this priest is viewing the words of Amos. These words are too much for us. We can't handle these words. We can't, we can't accept these words. Obviously, they did not want to have God's Word in their life. They did not, it, it didn't have a place in their life. They rejected these words. Verse 11, For thus Amos saith, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel shall surely be led away captive out of their own land. Amos had prophesied that if things didn't change, this was going to be the fate for Israel and for the king of Israel. And they did not like this message. They did not want to hear this message. Verse 12, Also Amaziah said unto Amos, O thou seer, go, flee thee away into the land of Judah, and there eat bread and prophesy there. So Amaziah, really, he said to Amos, he said, get out of here. We don't want you anymore. We don't want you in our land. Go back to Judah. Go, go home. Go eat your bread there and prophesy there. Your, your message is not welcome here. We don't want to hear what you have to say. Verse 13, But prophesy not again anymore at Bethel, for it is the king's chapel, and it is the, it is the king's court. So he said, don't, don't come around here anymore. Don't come to Bethel anymore. This is the king's chapel. This is the king's court. You're not welcome here anymore. Your message is not welcome. Now, we, we can look at our world and we can see this kind of attitude a lot around with people. God's message is not welcome. God's message and His truth is not, is not embraced and welcome in, in a lot of people's lives. And that, you know, the world, they're blinded. They're, they're blinded by Satan. So I can understand the difficulty with a lot of these people, but we as God's people, we as, as a church, should never have this attitude towards God's message. We should never have an attitude of telling God His, His message and His Word is not welcome in our lives, that we don't want it, that we don't want to obey it. One thing about Amos, and we'll look here in verse number 14, he's going to tell us where God called him from. These people were rejecting Amos and sending him away Treating him like he, had, he was the one who was bringing the problem. Like, like he was the one. You, this land can't bear your message. These words are just too hard for us. Why would you bring them here? Why, why are you trying to, to cause us to change? What is your, your goal? We want you out of here. And Amos, he didn't seek out 
to be a prophet. He wasn't trying to make a name for himself and establish himself. He was just obedient to God's will. Look in verse 14. Then answered Amos and said to Amaziah, I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son. But I was a herdsman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit. He, was, he, he gave his backstory saying, I, I'm a farmer. I, I have sheep and, I, and, I, and I, have, I, I pick the fruit from the ground. That was my life. I had no intention of being a prophet. I, I wasn't searching for it. I'm not the son of a prophet. And then in verse 15, And the Lord took me as I followed the flock. And the Lord said unto me, Go, prophesy unto my people Israel. That's a great testimony for Amos. And it would be a great testimony for any of us. God uses people. And He doesn't always use the people who have all the education and those people who are looking for, for a position or a place. God uses people who are just following Him and doing their part. And that's exactly what happened with Amos. Amos was just watching the flock and God called him. And God said, I want you to go and bring this message. And this would not be an easy thing to do, especially to people who don't want to hear and I just want to encourage us as, as Christians, there are, there's always going to be times in our life where people don't want to hear God's message. And we shouldn't be mean or hateful or angry with people, but don't be ashamed to bring God's message to people. Don't be ashamed to stand up for the truth. We can be like Amos and we can share God's Word in a world that is, that is lost and dying. God has a message for people. Hear ye this word. He said, listen, pay attention. This is the challenge for all of us today, to be listeners to God's word. Listeners to what he has to say. And I know sitting at home a lot of times and listening to the preaching, that can be hard and it can be distracting. And, and now you have, instead of having your kids in a nursery, your kids are, are running around and you're trying to get them to sit down. But... Not just listening on Sunday mornings, even though we should really try and pay attention, but we should be listening to God on a daily basis as we get into the Bible, as we hear His Word. God has a message for us today. In verse number 1, He said, Hear ye this word which I take up against you. This was a personal message, wasn't it? A message to these people. God had seen from heaven how they were living. God had seen how they, they had forsaken Him. How they were mistreating the poor. How they were greedy. How they left off judgment. Their immorality. Their idolatry. God saw all these things and He, and, and he sent Amos and I take up this message against you. This is, a, this is against you. This is from God to you personally. And today, God still speaks that same way. And we have His Word today. God has stuff for us on a daily basis if we're willing to listen, if we're willing to hear. God is a merciful God. In Amos chapter 8, I want to show you something here. Amos chapter 8, verses 11 and 12. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. Not a famine of bread, nor of thirst for water, but of hearing the words of God. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of, God, of the Lord, and shall not find it. That's a sad state to be, isn't it? 
I think of the words of Jesus. When Jesus talked about in the New Testament about how we hear, how we should be careful how we hear things and, and listen and how we should obey. And he talked about to those who have, they're going to have more. And to those who don't have, that it's going to be taken away even which they do have. And I think what Jesus was trying to tell us there is that we ought to be careful how we listen to things. Meaning when we have truth, when God works in our hearts and He gives us the truth, we ought to be careful not to reject His words. Be careful not to just push them off as they're not important to you because they are important. And to those who just disregard God's Word, I think they lose that Word. Even James said that don't be a hearer, but be a doer because it's like looking at your face in, in the glass. And if you, if you look at, that, at your face in the glass and just walk away from the truth, don't really allow God's Word to show you who you are and change things, then you're going to forget what manner of man you were. Meaning the words that God spoke to you, just they go away. They're meaningless to you. They don't work in your life. In 1 Thessalonians 2.13, this is Paul writing to these believers at this church. He said, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Paul said, we thank God that when you, when you heard us, when you heard our preaching, you didn't just take it like it was man's word, but you treated it like it was God's word. Because it was God's word. Paul didn't just bring his own opinion to these people. He brought to them the word of God. And these people, they accepted it and embraced it and believed it and obeyed it because it was God's word. And then that last part, he said, it effectually worketh also in you that believe. There are people today that, that maybe they've come to church, maybe they've heard the Bible for a long time, and they don't understand the power that the Word of God has. And one of the reasons why some people don't experience the power of God's Word is because they're not trusting it, believing it, and obeying it like it is God's Word. If we mishandle the Word of God and treat it like it's not that important and that it's, not, that it's some kind of option in our life, then God can't effectually work, effectively work in your life. God wants to work. God wants to have mercy on people. God wanted these people to hear His message. This wasn't the only chance God gave these people. This wasn't the only time He had sent prophets because we have many of the prophets here in the Word of God today who brought God's message to these people. And we see over and over and over again a, a theme about turning to Him, seeking Him. But we have to listen first. We have to hear. We have to hear God's words. God pronounced judgment on these people. And this judgment was going to come to pass, but they had, a, they had an opportunity to change things. Now let's focus in on seek the Lord and ye shall live, in verse 4. For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, Seek ye me, and ye shall live. Verse 5, But seek not Bethel, nor enter into Gilgal. Pass not to Beersheba, for Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught. Now, verse 5, these places that he's referring to are these places where they had set up their idols. Don't 
They, they had been seeking their idols. They had, been, they, had, they had put their faith and trust in these idols. Their land was prospering. They, they, the kingdom was expanding. And they attributed a lot of these to the, a lot of the success to these idols. Not to God, but to the idols. And God said, it's time that you turn away from these idols. Because they're not the ones who are giving you success. They're not the ones that are going to bless your life. But you need to turn to me and live. What a statement. In Deuteronomy 30.19, Moses was talking to the people. He had given them the laws of God. And Moses, he told the people that he set before them life and death. A blessing and a curse. And he said, you have to choose. Choose what, you're gonna, what, what, what path you want to walk on. Do you want life? Do you want God's blessings in your life? Do you want the Lord to be working in you? Or do you want death? Because if you turn away from God and His Word, that is the alternative. And a lot of people, they mock at God's Word and say it's not true. And they say, I've been living the way I want to live and everything's been fine with me. And I'm sure these people thought this. I'm sure these Israelites thought this. Everything's been going fine with us. I'm sure when Amaziah was talking to, to Amos, he said, get out of here. Everything's going well in our lives. Things are going good. The kingdom is expanding. We have what we need. But he didn't see the danger that was ahead. They refused to look at it. And that's the wonderful thing about God. When I, think, when I read passages like this, sure, we can focus in on the judgment of God, and, and we should. But, but one thing I see out of all of this is the mercy of God. Because God is trying to draw His people back to Him because of the dangers that are ahead. This wasn't a good place to be. This wasn't... I mean, financially, maybe they felt fine, but it's not. You can have your finances in order, but not be in a good place. You can have good health, but not be in a good place. Everything can go and be going fine with you at your job and and, and your and your family life, but you're not living for God. That is not a good place to be. And I, you know, I, I don't want God to take away His word from from our nation. I don't want there to be a spiritual famine. There was, there, there was going to be a spiritual famine. God said, I'm going to send a spiritual famine and you're going to have a hunger for the words of God and you're not going to find them. Let's not turn away from God's truth. Seek the Lord and live. God does have mercy, doesn't He? God gave these, these, these people the opportunity to leave behind their evil ways and to find life in Him. Some people are looking... Just like these were looking in Bethel and they were looking in Gilgal. These people were looking in Beersheba. They were, they were looking after the, the gods of this world, their idols. They were seeking after them. Some people are seeking in all the wrong places today. And maybe that's you. Maybe you don't normally go to church or maybe you do go to church. And you don't have any life inside of you. I'll tell you who gives life and that's God. Life comes through God. It comes through His Son, Jesus Christ. Some people look in all the wrong places. They're trying to satisfy their lives and, and satisfy the empty void that's inside of them. And they're not finding it because they're not coming to God. Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. 
You know why Jesus came? To give life to people. The devil, he's a liar. He's, he's a thief. He's come to rob us of our joy. He's come to, to steal our happiness. He's come to, to, to kill and destroy our lives. And so many people just, just follow that path. Follow, follow after the ways of the world and think that they're going to have happiness and joy and contentment. All the while, the devil is lying to them and they're blinded by it. But we as God's people, we, should never, we shouldn't allow ourselves to be blinded by those errors and, and to follow in that same way. But sometimes, if we're honest, as, as believers and Christians, we stray from God and we're not really truly seeking after His will anymore. We're not seeking His word for our life. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're, you're, you're sitting there and you're thinking, you know what? There are things that the Holy Spirit of God is speaking to me about right now. God wants me to change this. God wants me to, to turn to Him, seek Him, and to have life in Him. And you just, you're not willing to give it up yet. Amos, he brought a warning to these people. God's judgment is going to come upon you. And I just want to give you a warning today. When we turn away from God and His Word, good things are not in store for us. And you may live a life for years and think everything's going fine. You know, I've heard, you, I've heard people preach this and, and I've been doing my own thing. I'm living, everything's fine. But I just want to warn you that there, there will come a day when, when these sins that we hold on to and that we cling to, they're going to cost us. But God, He has a better way for us. We don't, we don't have to live in, 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 that, in that lifestyle. We don't, we don't, there's joy in, in following God. And you can find it, but you have to seek Him. You have to search for Him. You have to, you have to follow after Him. One thing that seeking Him meant was them turning from their wicked ways. You're here in Amos chapter 5. Look in verse 14. Seek good and not evil, that ye may live. You notice that again, that ye may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, shall be with you as ye have spoken. Verse 15 says, Hate the evil and love the good. And establish judgment in the gate. It may be that the Lord of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph. He said, put away the evil. Turn away from the evil. When we seek God, seeking God is going to require us to leave behind things in our life that we're holding on to. You can't seek God. You can't search after God, follow after God, while you're holding on to the things of this world. And there are some people who, who may not be willing right now to give those things up. But I just want to give you the message that Amos had for these people. If you want life, life is not found out there in the world. Spiritual life. True life. Eternal life. There was, there was a rich young ruler that came to Jesus and he wanted life. And he said, what, what, what can I do to, to have eternal life. How can I get eternal life? And he told Jesus, I've kept all the commandments from my youth, which we know that's not true. We know nobody is, is, is perfect and nobody is, is, is righteous. We're all sinners. But he had told Jesus, I had followed all your command. I, I followed all the commandments of God since my youth. And Jesus, see the thing about Jesus, he knew this, this, this man's heart. 
So he, he said to the man, I want you to go and sell everything that you have and then come and follow me. I want you to get rid of, get, get rid of your possessions and quit holding on to these earthly possessions. And then, see, Jesus knew that where his heart was. His heart was where his, his possessions were, his treasures, and it was here on earth. Jesus was trying to show this man that he wasn't willing to turn from those things. He wasn't willing to give those things up. That's not saying that you have to sell everything you have to have salvation. That's not what Jesus was teaching. What he was trying to show this man is he wasn't willing to come to him. What's being taught from a lot of uh, preachers is that you can hold on to everything you have and just simply, let's, let's pray this prayer. Let's just say this prayer to Jesus and He's going to come in. You can just keep everything you have. You don't have to come to God. You don't have to turn from anything. That, that's, that's popular in our world today. It's a popular message. But I think really what God teaches us is when we come to Him, we've got to leave behind those things that we've been holding on to. And it goes the same for, for anyone who, who doesn't know Jesus as their Savior. You've got you to come to God. Let's, let's go after God. Let's leave the things of this world behind. But it's also true in the life of believers who have drifted astray from God. We can't make things right in our relationship with God if we're holding on to these things that are wrong. These people could not make things right. They couldn't just say a prayer. They couldn't just put a band-aid on it and say, I'm going to continue in the way that I've always been going and everything's going to be fine. When God's Word shows us where we're wrong, it's time to seek Him and to, to love the good and hate the evil. To leave behind those sins that we've held on to and say, God, I'm ready to seek after You. I'm ready to follow You. I don't, I don't want this lifestyle anymore that's not satisfying me. God, I need You. We all need God. We all need God. A message of, of judgment, a message of God bringing down His judgment upon people is not a popular message. It wasn't for Amos either. When he told these guys, they, they said, get out of here. We don't want your message anymore. And it's true today. God's message of, of judgment, God's message of making things right and us changing things and, and us coming to God and saying, God, I'm willing now. Help me. I need your help. I need your strength. I need your power, but I don't want this life anymore. I don't want these things. I want you. I want your word. I want your truth. It's difficult. It's a difficult message. But just because that's a difficult message doesn't mean that we shouldn't hold to that and preach that. We should. We should uphold God's word and show people the truth. I was reading in my Bible reading the other day, and Paul, he, he's going before all these governors and judges and he wants to go to Caesar, and when, when, when he gets a chance to tell his testimony to Felix and some of these, these other guys, he, he, he preaches to them, and he gives them his testimony, and he preaches. One of the things the Bible says he preaches is about judgment. Some of these guys, they get really close. Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. One of them says, so, uh, on, on a more convenient day, I'm going to call on you. But conviction came upon these people. And one of the things that Paul preached was the judgment of God. And I, just, I want to take this moment to say God's judgment one day is going to be poured out on this earth like never before. God's judgment like it has never been seen. Not even like it was in the days of Noah where the earth was flooded. There's going to be an even greater judgment. And there are those that are listening to the sound of my voice 
who you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. And one day, you're going to feel the full wrath of God if you don't turn to Him. And it's not that God is unkind. It's not that he is, He's not a loving God. It's that He's a holy God. He's a righteous God. You see, God, He made a way for you by sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to this earth. And He died for your sins and for my sins. We're all sinners. None of us can deny that. I don't think any person who has a rational thought in their mind would deny the fact that they, they have things in their life that are wrong and evil. We're, e- we're evil naturally. But you see, Jesus Christ, He took all your sins upon Himself. He paid the price for you. And He wants you to come to Him and, and have life. God is so loving. He's so merciful. But there are people this very day who, who are in a place called hell because they rejected the truth of God's Word. And they'll never escape that judgment. But you, if you can hear my voice today, you can escape that judgment. You can have eternal life. You can have life that is abundant. And you're not going to find it in a church. You're not going to find it in, in, in people out here in the world. You're not going to find it by, by, by searching for, for your own happiness, your own contentment, peace, things that make you feel good. You're not going to find it in a group of friends. It's found in Jesus Christ and Him alone. And you can have that life today. You can have that life today. God's message is still true today. God's Word is still true today. If we're going to seek after God, we're going to have to be willing to leave things behind that are no good. In Genesis 35, God called uh, Jacob back to Bethel. And when Jacob was returning to Bethel, He instructed his family to put away all the strange gods that they had been holding on to. That that would be another sermon in and of itself, but really, if you study that out and and you look at that passage, Jacob had been in a place where he shouldn't have been. And God called him back to that place. And before they could go back to Bethel, before they could go back and make things right with God, they had to put away the things that they had been holding on to. To make things right. And sometimes as as believers, we start holding on to things that we shouldn't be. And they rob us of certain joys, and they rob us of peace, and they rob us of God's blessing, but they they bring a curse in our life. We gotta be willing to put those things away. We gotta be willing to put those things off and get rid of them. And get back to that place where God is, is working in our life again. I truly believe this as I say this today. You will never regret seeking God with your life. You'll never regret seeking God with your life. You're never going to regret getting, in, getting God's Word into your heart and life. You're never, you're never going to regret raising your family to fear the Lord, to follow His Word, to raising your kids to, to respect the Bible, to honor it, to follow it like it is indeed God's Word. You're not going to regret that. But I will tell you this, if you forsake God and you turn away from Him and you, and you follow after the world and you follow the, the things of this world and your heart is searching for things out there, right now you may tell me, well, I'm pretty happy. 
But I promise you, one day you will regret it. You will. Why, why do I give you that promise? Because God's Word is true. I don't give you that promise because I've lived long enough to experience everything there is in life. I give you that promise because God is always true. Sometimes our own emotions, our own feelings, they, they lie to us. Our heart lies to us. But God never lies. Never lies. These people had mistreated the poor. They were dishonest. They were immoral. And God was calling them back, saying, it's time, it's time to seek Me. It's time to put away the evil out of the land. If you want Me to, to, to remove My judgment from this land, if you want to live, it's time for you to get rid of these things and come after Me. Follow Me. Seek Me. We need some urgency in our, our seeking God. Sometimes we're not real urgent. We're not real motivated when we seek God. Some things aren't, aren't as important as others. Sometimes I lose my wallet or my keys and I get a sense of urgency because I, I think, where did I put these? And, and I get stirred up and I, I get flustered a little and I'm looking around for them. But I was thinking today, what, what would cause an urgency? I was thinking that if, imagine if, if your child, maybe you were in a store or you were out in public and your, and your child was taken. There would be an urgency inside of you that would cause you to leave everything behind just to seek after that child. An urgency that, that you would be in so much fear and so would I. Just thinking about it, I don't, I don't like that thought. But it would consume me. I know that. It would consume me. I would forget about everything else to try to find my child. And we ought to have an urgency for God that there is nothing else in this life that is worth living for but Him and His Word. We ought to have such an urgency for God that it causes us to wake up every day, to get into His Word and say, God, I need You in my life. I need You. I need You to work in me. But sometimes we lose that sense of urgency, don't we? Whenever Jesus was talking to His disciples in John chapter 6, after everybody, He had many people who were following Him, and they were turning away and just leaving. He turns to His disciples and He asks them, are you going to leave also? And I'm not quoting this exactly, but... Peter told Jesus, he told Jesus, we have nowhere else to go. You have the words of eternal life. Jesus, there is nowhere else to go. You're, you're the only one who has the words of eternal life. Your words are true. Where else would we turn? Is that our heart today? Jesus, where else would I go? Where, where can I go but you? You're the one who has the answers. You're the one who has Life. You have the words of eternal life. God has that today. His, His Word has that. Jesus Christ is life. This world cannot satisfy. It may have some temporary satisfaction. I will admit that to you. Even the Bible says that. That sin is pleasurable for a season. But the end of sin is always one thing. And that's death. But God offers us life, doesn't He? God's Word, God's way is life. 
And many, many people don't see that today. Many people are just like these people, just like Israel. And we can look out here and we can look at the world and, we, and, I, and, and I know we can make ourselves feel good as believers and say, man, they're, they're, they're living for, for the world. They're, they're living in death. But sometimes the truth is Christians turn from God and they're about to shipwreck. Are you on the wrong path today? Are you headed down the wrong road? Is your life headed for shipwreck? You know, I don't know that, but you know that. Here's, here's the good news today. God is merciful. We, we can leave that behind. But there's no way that if you're headed for shipwreck, if your life is headed for disaster, there's no way things are going to change if we just stay on the same course. We're going to have to do something different. We're going to have to change direction in our life. Maybe you need a change in your direction today. God's here for you. God is merciful. In Isaiah chapter 55, he's another one of the prophets. 55 verse 6, he said, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Verse 7, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Even his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. And then look at this. And he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. You know what the answer is today? Turn from your unrighteousness. Forsake. Let the wicked forsake his way. Leave that wicked way behind. Forsake it. Let the unrighteous turn from his thoughts. Even the thoughts in our heart. Some of us need to change our minds, change our thinking. And the Lord is willing to pardon. God is willing to have mercy on us. When I see passages like this, I do see God's judgment, but I also see God's mercy. And I just want to leave this with you today. Leave this thought. If you're living your life the way that you want, doing things that make you happy, if you're living for the world, the end is not good. Your end will not be good. If you stay on that path, you are headed for destruction. Just like these people were headed for destruction. But there's good news today. You can seek the Lord and ye shall live. Do you want to live today? Do you want life? And I'm not just talking about physical life. Even though that these people could have had enjoyed physical life as well, they wouldn't have been slain, they wouldn't have been taken captive. But do you want spiritual life today? To me, there's something worse than having a famine in, in our food and in our water, even though that would be a horrible time. That would be, that would be a bad... And, and, we, and we know there are people in the world that are living in those bad conditions. People who are suffering, who are hungering and thirsting. But I'll tell you what's worse than that. And that's to have no real spiritual life in you. To have a famine of God's Word. To, have, to, have, to be in a place where God is not working in your life. I don't want to be there. I don't want our country to be there. 
I don't know the future of, of what's going to happen. I can't tell you and I can't predict it. I know there are prophecies in the Bible and there are things in the Word of God, but really none of us can predict the times. We're not even supposed to try to figure out when these things are going to happen. I know some people are going to claim Jesus will come back at this time. Or, and there's been many of them down through history. Jesus told His disciples they didn't have to worry about the times and the seasons. But we need to come to God while He can be found. That's what Isaiah said. Seek ye the Lord while He may be found. Call ye upon Him while He is near. If God's working in your heart tonight, if God's speaking to you, whether you're lost, whether you're saved, if God is working in you, don't turn away from Him. If He's near to you, seek after Him. Seek after His Word. Find out what God wants for your life. And forsake the wicked. Forsake the wicked things that are in your life and turn to Him. And you can enjoy a life with God. A, a, a life, spiritual life, and your life will change. Some people aren't willing to do that today. But I encourage you. I encourage you. I beseech you, if you follow after God, if you seek after God, you can find life.